Hey guys, I'm Mina. Hey y'all, I'm Ashley. And welcome back to Through the Cracks. So today we are talking about breakups, but in a different sense. We've been talking a lot about relationship breakups and romantic relationships in general, and today we're going to talk about friendship breakups, because while it's a very different kind of breakup that I think a lot of people either neglect or forget about, or maybe don't see as as big of a deal until it happens, um, I think it's a really important thing to talk about because friendship breakups are really hard. You know, like, they're just really, really hard, and I know I've been through them, and I know you've been through them, and everyone, like, I don't know, we, I think we definitely underestimate what it is to lose a friend, because typically when you go into a friendship, you're not expecting that friendship to end at any point, whereas, like, with a relationship, you know, you're like, well, there's a possibility that we don't get along, there's a possibility that this ends poorly, there's a possibility that, you know, we drift apart, whatever, With friends, you're not typically looking at it in that sense because with friends, you're not typically looking at them as, like, a life partner in the same sense. There's not the same dependence, I guess. Um, And I think Indie Blue sums it up really, really well in the beginning of her blog, Friends That Break Your Heart. Um, I really like her as a creative person. I think she's just, like, I mean, I'm a wedding photographer. She's a wedding videographer. That's kind of where my inspiration from Indie Blue comes from, but I really respect her as a creative, and I love how she expresses this exact thing in writing. So, her blog reads, I get attached easily. Actually, I think I just fall in love easily. I've been asked out by three boys in my entire life, and I ended up having romantic relationships with each one of them. It's almost impossible for me to not fall in love with every person I meet deeply. It doesn't take much. Once I learn the name of your childhood family dog or your most embarrassing moment from college or how you can't see a movie without your complete in-depth Rotten Tomato research, it's game over and I'm already in too deep. I guess that's kind of why I stopped going deep with anyone. I would avoid it to avoid the inevitable pain that came from caring that much. It was the same thing my or it was the same thing with friends, only worse. With a boyfriend, you go into it knowing that there will be two, one of two outcomes. You know you're either going to get married or be heartbroken. It's almost easier that way because it's predictable on some level, but I go into every friendship thinking that that person will be the maid of honor at my wedding or the godmother to my children or my bingo partner in a nursing home someday. I never prepare myself for the heartbreak um, when it comes to friends. It blindsides me every single time. And that, I think, is so relatable and just specifically that line you know, and, and, like, then she continues later, friendship breakups are just painful, sometimes more painful than a real break, or than, like, a romantic breakup with a romantic partner, because there's a special level of intimacy between best friends. Some couples never even get there, you know, like, think about the things that you share with your best friend that you may not have shared with your high school boyfriend, because there's just a different level of intimacy and a different level of trust there, because with, like she said before, um, an intimate partner or relationship, you know there's going to be one of two outcomes, so you're more careful on what you share just in case it's the former option and, and it ends up being like a breakup rather than getting married. 
and so you're careful like what you share and so on and you're more I want to say like I I don't want to say private but like maybe you're more hesitant to share right things with like a romantic partner because part of you is like you don't know how they're going to take it and you're kind of presenting yourself in a way of like oh like I want them to like me so you don't share all of your deep dark secrets from the very beginning right yeah absolutely I I mean personally I don't walk into a relationship and I'm like here are the top five most embarrassing things that you need to know about me but one of my very best friends who I met a year and a half ago in college our third conversation was so what's the weirdest thing you've ever done like straight up third third conversation <laughs> yeah met her through sorority recruitment when you're not talking yeah exactly it's easier to be vulnerable when you're not take um thinking about the odds of a relationship lasting you know what I mean like when you're thinking about a relationship a romantic relationship you're very um well I want them to like me and I don't know what they're gonna think and I you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell them that thing just yet like they're not they're not there yet we don't want to scare them away but with like a friendship you're like so have you ever insert weird thing you know it's just I don't know but I think that's the reason that it hurts so bad when you lose friend like friendships because you know you don't you don't expect that you know like um with your closest friends you expect that that intimacy is going to last a lifetime like there's no wondering if they're the one you know of course they are you already decided that when you showed them a picture of your family dog unlike your boyfriend there's no logical reason to even think that this relationship will end you know like you picture them with um with you through all of life seasons and I think that's the reason that that connection is even able to go so deep in the first place you know like we Ashley and I like we always say it, no matter what we have each other you know no matter what at the end of the like when by the time I'm walking down the aisle I know for a fact that Ashley is going to be up there it doesn't matter who the person is that I'm exchanging vows with Ashley will be there like friendship relationships are so intimate on a completely different level that I think we totally neglect like we don't even realize how intimate they are and and I think that's something that deserves so much more credit than it gets you know what I mean oh I'm 100% with you um I feel like that also comes from like our view of intimacy because we view intimacy as a very physical thing like for a lot of people being intimate is having sex with somebody you know and having Mm -hmm. that like romantic kind of love yeah the physical connection yeah exactly but intimacy is so much more of a mental thought process like I agree completely like being able to say like like having the mental intimacy makes the physical intimacy so much better exactly and you can have that mental intimacy with anybody like I Mm -hmm. me and I've had that for going on 19 years like we have Mm -hmm. been through it all so we didn't even have to share our deep dark secrets we lived them together she is the person right. I call I if I'm burying a dog. <laughs> like, she's the person I call if I am burying a body. Like, that's <laughs> that type of situation. She's she's visiting me during my life sentence. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And but like, if you're dating some new guy and he just gets a new life sentence, are you really gonna go visit him? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But your best friend, though, better believe. I will be in those visitor logs every week. <laughs> she is sending me the money to put in my thing so I can trade it for some ramen and a mm-hmm. tortilla. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those types of Damn situations, straight. she's going to be there. And like mm-hmm. she said, anytime that you meet somebody new, like you think, 
oh, this is going to be my prison forever. I have countless friends who I had in elementary school and thought these are going to be my best friends in middle school and didn't talk to any of them. Best friends in middle school who several of them I did keep through high school. And I was like, so we made it through high school. Obviously, we're going to be best friends forever. Now, granted, a lot of these people weren't a traditional friendship breakup to where like something happened and you know there was a fight and we broke up like we drifted apart but there's that pain when you wake up one day and go I haven't spoken to them in a year like at over Christmas one of my family members asked about one of my very best friends in high school who I realized I hadn't talked to since my sophomore year of college and I like I didn't know how to process that because I was like man like I've tried to reach out to this person several times and like we just haven't spoken and now I know nothing yeah. about their life. I've definitely have that like with a few friends, you know, where it's like my mom will ask me, oh, how's so-and-so doing? And I'm like, you know, that's a really good question. I've tried to reach out to them a couple times and they just like don't have the, con- like they don't engage in the conversation with me and like you just gotta let it go at that point. It's like you can't force them to have the conversation and friendships like it's falling off it sucks you know like sometimes it can be like a rough breakup and like you just something bad happens and it's very sudden or something like that and like you don't expect those things with your best friend because like you share so much with them it's such an intimate deep thing and then it just like explodes or maybe you fall apart and like you just you drift off and you know like you both get busy in life and like that's a thing that happens a lot as adults you know I think that's something that I've been having a lot of conversations about lately in adult friendships and how they work and how it's like you want to spend time with your friends but you just like nobody has the time because you have school or you have work or you have you know a life a family you know like when you grow up you don't it's not like high school when we could just we saw our friends every day we had nothing but time to hang out with our friends every day it's so so different from what it is as an adult and it's also so hard I think to make friends as an adult if you don't work in a place where you're seeing people you know like especially in today's day and age with everything being online people are working from home where do you make friends if you don't have kids that are in school and you can make friends with your kids friends parents then like where do you make friends if you're working from home like the cashier at the grocery store i mean sure maybe exchange numbers with her go get coffee who knows but like it's so much harder i think to find friends like we need adult clubs adult clubs need to be a thing (laughs) on my on my first date with uh my now significant other i got the number of the waitress because i decided i wanted to be friends with her oh my (laughs) that is so funny i love that he went what to the, the bathroom heck? and he came back out and I had the waitress's oh, I number. I did that with the girl. I literally did that with the girl at the T-Mobile store. <laughs> I spent like an hour in T-Mobile and she was the freaking sweetest and they were all so helpful and everything when my phone was being. If you're listening, hi, I miss you. Text me. <laughs> but she was the cutest and we just started talking about like my podcast, you know, and I was telling her about this and everything and then we got to talk and I was like, you're so cool and we exchanged numbers because, you know, you know, so you never know. But like, it's so much harder to make friends when you're an adult and it's so much harder to keep your friends with the- when you're an adult. It's so much easier to fall apart when you're an adult because it's like, I literally just got to catch up with a good friend of mine from high school the other night, and we ended up, like, staying up literally all night long. We had a sleepover, (laughs) and we literally stayed up all night long and just caught up on the last three years, pretty much, because I haven't really talked to her since we graduated high school, and 
I missed her so much, you know, and, like, we promised each other, we're, like, we are gonna make a point to hang out or catch up at least once a month, you know, like, we're gonna set a day for every month, and we're gonna hang out, and we're gonna, like, make time, because it's important, you know, it's important to, for your own mental health, and for, like, friendships, and so, like, you have to have a circle, you have to have people around you, and it's so hard, especially because, like, I work from home, so, the only people I talk to are my roommates, whom I love to death, like, they're the freaking sweetest, and I love talking to them, but it's like, okay, I see you every single day, sometimes I want to talk to other people, too, (laughs) so, you know, but also, it's like, you know, friendships can fall off, but there's also friendships that end abruptly, and those friendships that really break your heart, because it's like, you're not necessarily heartbroken when a friendship just kind of drifts, it's like, you're disappointed, like, oh, I kind of miss them, but it's not necessarily heartbreak, but there are really rough breakups with friendships, too, and I know that I have experienced a couple of those um, that really, really honestly crushed me, and like breakup friendship breakups that I didn't understand where they came from or why they happened and it was like a very sudden thing and then later on when I found out like what the reasoning was I was even more upset because they just weren't reasons in my opinion you know what I mean they were they were things that definitely didn't affect our friendship in any way and that made me really upset like one of my best friends for like literally a decade basically ghosted me because he didn't like my boyfriend (laughs) and I was like okay I mean I get that but also I'm your friend and my relationship at the time was not affecting our friendship in any way whatsoever it didn't change how I communicated it didn't change our level of friendship it didn't change it's not like my boyfriend told me I couldn't hang out with my friend he was very trusting and very understanding of the fact that he was a good friend of mine for over a decade before we started dating you know so he was like yeah I get that you guys are friends that's fine it was not a problem at all it's not like I ever forced any of my friends to hang out with my boyfriend or anything like if I was doing something with my boyfriend I was like oh hey do you guys want to tag along that was their choice if they wanted to or it's like okay hey let's do something in a big group okay fine but I would never like I wasn't that person that was like, oh, like, I have plans with my friend. Can I bring my boyfriend? Like, or just bring my boyfriend? Like, I was never that person. If I'm hanging out with my friends, I'm hanging out with my friends, and that's it. You know, like, this is me and you time. And that's why it frustrated me so much, I think, when that person or those couple of people fell off for that reason. They just kind of, like, dipped. And I was like, oh, okay. I kind of thought we had a stronger friendship than that because, like, we've talked about this before. I have have plenty of friends whose boyfriends we don't like you know like they're not good to them they're not good to the friends they're not good like they're just kind of rude they don't want to participate like we have lots of friends that have really really crappy boyfriends and we continue to stay friends with our friend because we know that like if and when that relationship falls out they're gonna need us Mm -hmm. you know like your friend having a shitty boyfriend unless it affects you isn't a valid reason to leave your friend in my opinion because they can really, like, I don't know, like, specifically those friendships, like, the people who left me are people that I genuinely thought would be, like, godparents to my kids or standing up at my wedding, you know, like, we're literally in the group chat of my bridesmaids when I was planning my wedding, like, it blows my mind, you know, how can you have that intimate of a relationship, that deep of a relationship, be that close, know those many things about each other, and then 
just up and leave. (laughs) I don't know. And that's something that definitely, like, stuck with me for a long time. And I was very, very bitter about for a long time. But I think there has to be a shift in focus in order for you to heal from that. The same way that it is with romantic relationships and how we talked about, like, if you're constantly thinking about, well, I miss them. Well, like, I I want to get over them. Well, you know, like, it sucks with that they hurt me. You're never going to get over them, and you're never going to stop thinking about it, and you're never going to heal from it because all you're doing is focusing on them. You're focusing on, like, what hurt you, who hurt you, instead of focusing on healing. And that's takes, it's like the change and shift from, um, the change in mindset of, like, I have to versus I get to, it's a similar thing to that, you know, like, well, I have to go to the store, well, I get to go to the store, you know what I mean, or, like, that was a big thing with long distance, I actually had a conversation with someone about that today, like, shifting your mindset from, I have to do long distance because of whatever situation, to, I get to do long distance, which then, in turn, like, strengthens our relationship and strengthens us as individuals, like, there is a million things to be grateful for, and every situation, you can look at it as, what do I need to learn from this, and so when I started shifting my focus from, like, oh, yeah, I deserve that, or, oh, yeah, like, whatever or like like dwelling on the fact that those friends who were so close to me and I thought I could trust so much with everything when they just picked up and left when I stopped dwelling on the fact that they left and like being upset about why they left and shifted it more to like what is this situation trying to teach me that was the most amazing thing and the biggest difference for me um because you know, like, you no longer look at some, like, I no longer looked at the person as someone who hurt me, and and more of, as the person, as a teacher, you know, like, I looked at them as, as a teacher rather than someone that hurt me, because, you know, each person is, that comes into your life is supposed to teach you something, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship or something, you can learn something from everyone, no matter how smart you think you are, how educated you think you are, you can learn something from everyone, because everyone has different experiences, and you can also learn a crap ton about yourself and others from breakups, whether it's friendships or relationships. One of the things that my ex told me that I will stand by for the rest of my life is everybody is for life or a lesson like everybody comes into our life for some reason yeah I love that they're either gonna stick around for the rest of your life shout out to my soulmate Mina or they're going to teach you something vital that you can take or leave ayo (laughs) facts no that's big facts I say that all the time too and it's like I probably got it from him honestly (laughs) I got it from him Um, I know for sure yeah I mean I love that I love that saying you know like everything well I always used to say it's either a blessing or a lesson Mm -hmm. you know but every lesson is a blessing because when you're learning something then it it is a blessing because it's going to help you in the long run in some way you know it's going to help you grow it's going to help you understand it's whatever it's going to teach you something or it's everything that you learn is is a good thing (laughs) so and I think one of the things about it is like if you have ever been ghosted by somebody that you were looking at romantically, it's very much one of those, like, oh, they're lost type situations. Like, yeah, it hurts for a hot second. Be like, oh, well, moving on. Right. When you are ghosted by a friend, somebody who you already had that intimate connection with, somebody who, you know, you were three meetings in and spilling your most embarrassing stories, it affects you differently 
because I, Mina, you're going to have to agree or disagree with me here. My mind immediately goes to what did I do wrong? Like, did I offend them? Did I hurt their feelings? Did I yeah. not give enough? Like, yeah. was I not a good enough friend? Like, relationship-wise, I'm like, screw mm-hmm. you. You didn't know me. So you're lost. But a friend... Well, no, I mean, I think with both, my response has been... Like, just from, like, what my experiences have been, I don't know how I would react now that I've done so much of the internal healing and so on, but, like, historically, my responses to romantic relationships and friendship breakups have always been, um, well, what did I do wrong? Like, why are you leaving? Was, did I do something to offend you? You know, like, like you're saying. Um, and I don't... I hope that wouldn't be my response now, knowing so much more about, like life and love and psychology and so on but you know you never know until we get there (laughs) you never know exactly how you're gonna respond to that type of situation well actually I guess in a way I do still kind of do that because that kind of happened recently like the friend of mine I've been talking to um he just kind of like fell off the face of the planet and I was like at first I was like oh like I wonder what happened like I hope he's okay like (laughs) like is he okay? Did something happen? And then I was like, did I say something? Like, did I offend him? Like, what was it? You know? So there was a little bit of it, but it was more so like a concern for, is he okay? (laughs) Is this man alive? Basically, like, should I be calling hospitals? (laughs) Fingers crossed we never get to that We went from zero to a (laughs) hundred. We really went from zero to a hundred there. Oh, absolutely. It happens. You know, definitely been there, done that. It'd be like that. And oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like with the the friendships, like I said, you know, there's already more of an intimate connection from second, third meeting. You know, wherever you're at when when that ghosting happens, that I, I feel like no matter what your reaction is to relationship wise, you're probably gonna have that. Did I do something wrong? Did I upset them? What do I do now? Mentality with a friendship ghosting situation. I don't know the proper way to put that. But also I friendship breakup. Yeah, exactly. A friendship breakup. But, you know, it's not one that ends in a fight where you say everything that's on your mind and it doesn't work out. Like I've been in one of those situations to where a friendship ended, albeit it was it was temporary for us. Um, My senior year of high school, there was a girl that I'd become really good friends with through my ex. And we ended up getting in a huge fight. We were supposed to go to prom together. And a lot of things had built up in our friendship that kind of led to this one big fight and her being like, I just need some time away. Like, I I just can't be friends with you right now. And that internally crushed me because I found out that, like, I wasn't being a good friend to her. You know, over a year of us being friends that I, I didn't know that I wasn't treating her fairly. And A, I felt horrible and I did everything in my, anything I could think of to apologize to her. It made me start questioning all of my other friendships but in a good way of doing check-ins with them and being like, am I being a good enough friend to you? Am I neglecting you because of my relationship? Right. Am I putting him first and making you feel like you're consistently a second, not that y'all are on the same playing field mm-hmm. the way I believe my relationship and friendship should be? Like, until I married you, you were at the same level <laughs> of all of these people. Not one is superseding the other. I agree and disagree with that at the same time, but we'll have to get into that on a different episode. <laughs> that'll, that'll be a different episode. Where he and I were at in our high school relationship was 
you should oh, be yeah. equal yeah. to my friends. Yes. Nothing has been done yes, that you should, that. you know, supersede them. Um, and so all of that was happening. And so I was devastated by this loss of friendship. I was grateful that I did check-ins with the rest of my friends. You know, he and I ended up going to prom with another one of our friends that happened to be his ex-girlfriend, but a really good friend of mine. And, you know, we still end up having a good time. I ran into her and um, we we caught up maybe like three months later or something like that. Like I had just told her whenever you're ready, I am open. Like, you know, we'll talk again. And, you know, her and I ended up catching up, but we never had that same relationship that we did. Part of that was she didn't have the same relationship with my ex that she started off having. The other part of it was there was really nothing that I could do by that point to show her like I can put you first because I was in college I wasn't even around we couldn't see each other so I had no way to rebuild that friendship the way that I wanted to and she became the kind of person that I caught up with every three months you know we talk on the phone about once a month that spread to every six months and ended up being like a kind of friend fallout situation Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what happens, like, a lot with those type of friendships where you're like, I just can't be around you right now. Like, when you come back to a friendship, a lot has changed. Especially if you're taking, like, three months off from a friendship. Like, the things that y'all two do together, if you're in zero communication at all, is probably going to be replaced by another person. If you are that person's go-to call, they're probably going to find somebody else. And so I feel like whenever you have those breakups, you can never go back to the friendship status that you were at prior to. And I don't mean that in a negative way of saying like, oh, you're easily replaceable. I mean that in a very realistic way of when you have something that's serious enough to even temporarily cut somebody out of your life, you're not going to be able to go back to how you were because then you're going to keep making the same mistakes over and over again. The definition right. of your friendship I, changes. I agree with that completely because, like, I had a really good friend who, you know, we, we went through a pretty rough friendship breakup, whatever, after high school and everything, and then we didn't talk to each other, and then we kind of made up and rekindled, like, a year or so later, and we were trying really hard to, like, be friends, and we, it was like we just kind of clicked again, and we were having fun like we always used to, but it wasn't really the same and we weren't each other's first call anymore you know all the things that we did together we found other people to do those things with and like we were hanging out and talking still but it wasn't like it was just like on a like oh hey yeah like let's go get lunch sometime kind of level you know and like we would enjoy those things and talks and stuff like that but it wasn't the same way that we would do road trips and like spend all day together or sit on FaceTime for hours and hours together the way that we would prior, you know? So that's absolutely true and valid. And and like, it's like one of those sucky things that it's like, well, I wish that our friendship could be what it was before, you know? But also I think that you have the potential of 
growing into a new form of friendship that can be equally as deep even if it's not the same as it was before because hopefully now you're both more mature and more healed and can be better friends to each other in a deeper more intimate way and you can like get back to a a similar level of intimacy 110 percent. like i said i i was the one who messed up like i was not being a great friend to her and she had absolutely every right to say you know like I need a break from you and I wish that when we had reconnected we had done more of the healing but in all honesty like it was the exact opposite I had gotten sucked more into my relationship and continued to put him on a pedestal you know she had uh, made friends with other people who I did not click with at all and Mm -hmm. we were just never able to like really rebuild that but I do feel like if we had gone through the healing and I had been a place where I could have been a better friend to her like realized that I was placing him on this pedestal um that we could have had a much better and much deeper friendship because she truly was a great and honest and wonderful friend to have and I miss her all the time she still pops up in my snapchat memories and I miss her so much and it's just one of those situations yeah, where, like, was a good one. yeah, I I can't get her back. We would never have that same relationship again. However, if we were to reconnect, I feel like at this point, our friendship would be so much more, I mean, obviously I'm speaking theoretically, but I feel like our friendship would be much more evolved. She has really come into her own person, um, as much as I can tell based off of social media and the last time that I interacted with her truly just self-sufficient and happy and working on being her best self that's the the phase of life that I'm going through right now and that just wasn't the time for us you know there are some times where you reconnect with people and yeah it's not the same friendship that it was in high school because sometimes those are very surface level friendships but maybe this time it could actually be your forever friend or a fantastic situation you know they're there are plenty of people who I believe that if I met up with them again today, we would still have the same surface level conversation. Um, our friendship oh, wouldn't sure. be any more in depth than anything else because we're on two very different paths. We're very different people. It doesn't mean I wouldn't enjoy talking to them or catching up with them or I don't hope they're doing well. I, I truly wish the best for them. But we went our separate ways for very distinct reasons. We just we're headed in very opposite directions not that their path was bad or my path was bad just very different yeah and not that you can't be friends with people who are on a very different path than you because you totally can be god knows i have a lot of friends that are on a very very different path than i am sup and that's okay you know like yeah sup or you know all my roommates who i'm super close with and love so much are um in chiropractic school so they're all studying sciencey stuff and i'm over here making art boards as part of my job like literally i spent two hours at joanne's today picking out fabric for an art board for a client like that's you know part of my job that i get paid for and they're like studying 24 7 so we're on very very different wavelengths but we still get along and we can still find lots of common things to talk about like i love talking about health and stuff like that and i and like they love listening to like my random artsy stuff too like we always ask about each other's things even though we don't fully understand each other's things the way that we understand our own things you know and like that's okay when I'm talking 
to Ashley about my photography stuff, she just kind of nods and smiles because she's like, huh? That sounds cool, but I have no idea what you're saying. I know what the end result looks like, and the end result looks amazing every time, but she's explaining shutter speed to me one day when trying to pick different cameras, and I was like, what does that do? I'm sorry, I'm very confused. I'm really confused. impressed that you even used, like, correct terminology just now. Shutter speed is a thing. I didn't. A very important thing. I didn't think I was using the right words when it came out of my mouth. That's really funny, because that is definitely something that I have explained to you, and it is definitely an important thing, and wow. I'm proud. Thank you. Look at you. But yeah, you know, like, she doesn't know shit about any of that stuff, and I, I mean, I studied psychology, so, like, I understand a lot of what, like, you talk about, but it's still, like, (laughs) there's a lack in, I don't know, she's just doing very different things than what I'm doing, and sometimes it can be hard to, like, relate to each other's days, but you don't always have to relate to your friends. Like, you can celebrate the things that you do differently and be excited for and, and, interested in the things that your friends do differently like you don't have to have a bunch of clones of yourself as your friends you know and I think that's like one of the good things about the lessons is like you're capable of having all these friends that are very different from you and a couple of those people I was talking about that are headed down different paths personality wise identical to me like Mm-hmm. And had identical upbringings to me. One of the people I literally... Sometimes you just don't vibe with people. It's okay. Yeah. I referred to one person as my twin for a, a significant number of years. And then we, you know, kind of drifted apart in high school. Would check in some and had one or two, you know, vague friends in common. And there was just something about us that no matter how similar we were and how close our interests were, there was never quite the connection our friend groups never overlapped our extracurriculars never overlapped so we had really nothing like forcing us to connect anymore and i have some people just don't vibe and that's okay exactly you know we we've talked several times about like accidental ghosting or mina's talked about being on the uh receiving side of ghosting i have ghosted friends before um and you know a part of me wishes that I, I had been a strong enough person to sit down and have the conversation um, because maybe it potentially could have saved the friendship. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, but I had a friend that I had been friends maybe with. Maybe could have started a fight. I tried to explain to a friend recently, an old friend, um, why I became very, very distant with, like, everyone in my life. Um when I graduated high school, there was just a lot of really serious life events that occurred in a very short period of time and that resulted in me isolating myself to the point that the only people that I spoke to at that point were the people that lived under the same roof as me and Ashley and my significant other at the time. And that was it. And that has kind of continued to have been my circle for the last three years because, again, I, like, isolated myself And I thought that my friends would be so upset with me for basically ghosting them, but it wasn't because of anything that had to do with them. So slowly I've kind of gone back and like reached out to some friends and explained the situation and been like, look, I just wanted you to know it had nothing to do with you. I I literally ghosted everyone very harshly and very like intentionally because of some things I was going through. And I had a friend recently that 
when I reached out to him about it and I was explaining the situation, he got upset and was like, well, whatever, I don't really care. And like started making up all these other excuses for why I shouldn't have ghosted him. And I was like, look, I understand and I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings by kind of just dipping. But I'm trying to tell you that the reason that I did had nothing to do with you. And I was going through some really, really serious stuff at the time that I just didn't have the mental capacity or energy to be able to keep up with anyone or anything or even explain what was going on in my life to anyone that wasn't experiencing it firsthand with me so you know it's like sometimes people are just going to be like that and you just have to brush it off you just have to be like all right you know what that's okay you clearly don't want to be friends and that's fine and just walk away from the situation don't take it personally because like I very easily could have taken everything that that kid said really personally and I could have let it hurt me quite a bit because he was not being very nice about it but I chose not to because I know that like I've been in a mental place that was not great and I've said some mean things to friends when they've tried to reach out and everything and and you know I mean obviously I feel bad for that but also I know that I'm a different person now completely than what anyone really knows because there are all of two people in my circle like literally I I have talked to all of I don't know my roommates Ashley and literally one other person in the last month so you know like truly nobody can say that they know me even if they thought that they knew me in high school or they thought that they knew me before that or they thought that they knew me last year I am a completely different person today than I was literally today last year and it's so interesting to me watching my like snapchat memories from one year ago two year ago three year ago I'm like wow she had no clue <laughs> she was honey was really she was blindsided and I feel bad for her in the den of lions she was oh my goodness she was it's actually <laughs> One year ago today, I was in a, a state that I you could not pay me to go back to. Yeah, no, <laughs> mentally and me to go back to mentally it. and literally in. Uh huh. Mentally and literally, you could not pay me because yeah, not no. It's a no for me. And it was really funny. I like sent it to Ashley. I was like, ooh, <clears throat> isn't that cute? Yep. I opened not. opened those today, and I went. Oh, I didn't want to see that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was like a, oh, that was a phase of life that, I mean, like, at the time, I thought I was happy, I thought I was living my best life, like, I was supposed to be moving to this place, like, you know, and now looking back, I'm like, holy shit, that was such a surface level happiness, and I didn't even know it, (laughs) Yeah, like, I didn't even know it, that's awful, but, you know, it, it is what it is, that's okay, it's okay, um, but the point is, you know, like, friendships can fall off and and those ones maybe hurt less and those are usually easier to rekindle or whatever sometimes they're not sometimes they are and sometimes all it takes is some communication just reach out you know like sometimes I'll see my friends on social media that I used to be really close to and I'll be like I wonder how they're doing and I'll just send them a message I'm like hey so um do you want to go get coffee or something because I kind of miss you I've been thinking about you lately and like sometimes I write people letters because I don't know I I like writing and I think it's fun and cute and I just do that sometimes. Sometimes I just write my friends letters and tell them how much I appreciate them and all the things like that because we all like getting mail, right? (laughs) We all love going to the mailbox and opening it up and not finding a bill. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that is not my debit card statement, I'm very happy to see. (laughs) 
exactly. That's what I'm saying. You get a love letter from your friend in the mail. Aww. Like, I know I have a whole box I keep under my bed. It's an old shoe box that has, like, all my pictures and, like, my corsage from high school prom and, like, letters that people have written me over the years just like friends and people that I did like community service with and stuff and reading those letters makes me freaking cry every single time because it's like wow I miss all these people and like we all kind of just fell off or grew apart you know and grew up and you know lived our separate lives and I miss them and I miss these moments that we shared and I'm so grateful that I have those letters and moments and things to like remember that stuff yeah one of my best friends in high school um we didn't even realize it but we still had each other's workout thing shared on apple watch and (laughs) i hadn't spoken to her for about eight months maybe longer i did an entire workout and she texts me and goes this just showed up i didn't know we still shared each other i just want you to know a you motivated me to go do my workout of the day and b i miss you so much i like i hope that you're doing well Um, She just followed us on our Through the Cracks Instagram and messaged me and said, like, I'm so proud of you. And we caught up and I'm planning my next trip that I come to Georgia to be able to go see her. Um, But it's sometimes those random things that will cause you to reconnect and be like, yeah, this is a person that I still want in my life. Yeah, that's so cute. Like Sometimes you were just called to keep accidentally, you know, I'm coming at this from a very Christian point of view, but like. Sometimes I feel like there is a connection there that you are called to consistently have in your life. Mm-hmm. And they will find a way to be in your life if it is accidentally after eight months, you do your first workout in eight months and they get a notification about it. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I never, I don't typically spend a lot of time on social media and her casually popping up is like the first person that I see in that post. Like, those are the kinds of things that make me be like, you know, this is worth the sucking up my pride and being like I'm so sorry that like I never responded to your text three months ago or whatever the situation was yeah like part of that takes up sucking up your pride yeah I do that all the time I'll like I do that all the time like I'll open a text message or something and have every intention of like responding and then something will come up or like I'm washing my hands when I open it or whatever it is and then I forget to respond, and then because the notification's not there, I, you know, completely space because I have a million tabs open in my brain, and, you know, whatever, but it's a thing that happens, and I think it's very valuable when you can be forgiving and understanding of your friends and the people around you when those things happen, and that's okay, and I think as we grow and we mature, we are more understanding and we're a lot more open to the idea of mistakes happen and that's okay you know and I love that because it's like I don't know losing friends is hard and I can understand completely where it's such an emotional thing or like where you can get so upset with people for like forgetting plans or forgetting to text you back or you know whatever like today we were supposed to record the podcast four hours ago and then here we are four hours later I hadn't heard from Ashley she hadn't heard from me like things just happen and it's okay roll with the punches you can be flexible and you can do what you're supposed to do later on if you have to like you can like being open-minded to the idea of changing plans is not the end of the world (laughs) it's all I'm saying Mead and I are still getting used to this um time change so I consistently forget that there's a time difference between us. So, like, we planned for, like, 8 o'clock, and she called me, and I was like, yeah, I'm still at Target, not realizing that it was 6.51 my time, so 7.51 her time, 
And I was like, yeah, I got this whole extra hour to like get ready. You know, I got to go home, unload, cook a little bit of dinner and like, I'll be ready. Missing the whole yeah, time Yeah, that's so thing. funny. And I got home. I like called her on my way home. I was like, yeah, like so we can record at seven. And she's like, yeah, sure. Or like eight, whatever it was. And I'm like, it's like 740, right? And I'm like rushing home and like rushing to make something to eat and like, you know, get my stuff together to be able to record. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, wait. <laughs> she, she literally texted me hello. And I was like, hey, like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no literally i was like hello and i mean my roommates came in and we just ended up sitting and talking until ashley texted me i was like oh well i mean this works out you know exactly. you roll with the punches and like so yeah um two of my or let me say this first i think one of the greatest things about friendships is not only the support system that it creates and the the background of it increases the amount of people you can meet as long as you have a life outside of, you know, your significant other or your direct family, you know? You have to have friends when you are in a relationship, okay? You can't, your significant other cannot be the only person that you communicate with because there are a lot of, like, I don't know, I cannot cite the actual statistics, but there are lots of studies um, and statistics that show that you have a much healthier and more successful relationship when you have friendships outside of the relationship. I think we cited that in a previous podcast last season. We did. I'll put the uh, research back up on our Instagram in our resources tab. Yes. So um, we have a resources highlight on Instagram now where Lots of um, mental health professionals like Dr. Amen, you know, psychiatrists and psychologists and like all that fun stuff. Mental health professionals giving real good science backed advice on how to take care of yourself and also things like this. And we also have our link tree active in our Instagram bio now. So there's still stuff in Ashley's bio and there's still stuff in my bio. But we're going to put all of our links that we talk about from here on out in the um, through the cracks dot pod Instagram um link tree because it's just you know it's easier for you guys i think to it's all in one place so yeah and those things will be like interchangeable sometimes they'll come sometimes they'll go but check there for resources and statistics mina put it up in our uh, highlights because i just learned how to do that approximately two actually days ago. literally reminds me of like <laughs> a 50 year old mom that's trying to figure out how to instagram so that she can keep up with her kids my mom won't even be my friend on Facebook, so... Your mom's friends with really me on Facebook, so... <laughs> I know. <laughs> One of my family members goes, did you see my mom's post? And I went, no, I'm not friends with her. And they're like, oh, why don't you want to be friends with your mom? I go, no, no, no. She didn't want to be friends with me. <laughs> I specifically requested, I was like, um, I want to be friends with you. And she was like, oh, you want to be friends with me? I was like, um, Yes. <laughs> Duh. I was so excited when you said that. She to is her. literally the funniest person ever. I love reading her posts. They make me so happy. <laughs> I just want her to hurry up and get a blog. I want her to hurry up and write a book. <laughs> That's a story for another time. All right. One of the beauties of friendship is like, yes, you have to communicate with other people and you have to keep up with them. But having friends is so much less pressure than a significant other. Like, mm-hmm. they're. There is so much less that has to go into it because I have friends, two of them, bless their hearts. I have been friends with them since freshman year of high school. And over the summer, I accidentally went three months without talking to either one of them. 
at the end of that period, both of them got together with me and were like, listen, we understand like a lot of stuff goes down. It's been very hectic. We're both very busy, but like three months is too long. And like, I did an apology to both of them. They also apologized because like there wasn't reaching out on either part. A phone works both ways. Exactly. Like there Mm -hmm. wasn't reaching out on either part. Um, And so we did a little apology circle and we're like, okay, (laughs) that's so cute. Like to our best of our ability, this is the schedule for how often we're going to keep up. I talk to them at least once a month. Most times I'll talk to them like twice a week on the weeks that it works out. And it's just screw it. I'm going to call and we're going to do our best to stay in contact. Yeah. If that means the phone call works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I've got this girl group and like we text almost every day just like random things or send each other tiktoks and stuff like that and at least once a month somebody there's like eight of us and at least once a month somebody in the group will be like all right mental health check-in how's everyone doing you know because like even though we're kind of communicating briefly through each day unless something really big happens that someone shares it's not we don't like communicate really our mental health and how we're doing in each day and like anything more than surface level stuff because like you can still you can talk to people every single day and not ever learn anything about them you can talk to people every single day and not ever have like a substantial conversation with them or really feel like it went anywhere and honestly I am not a big fan of surface level friendships I am someone who has deep friendships and deep connections with pretty much everybody I talk to and if I don't have a deep connection with you then we probably haven't talked very much (laughs) like there have probably been like very minimal exchanges in very short periods of time and that's okay you know like sometimes they're just that way but if you sit down and have a conversation with me we are gonna be close friends that's just how it is that's just how it is but you know sometimes we just don't vibe and that's okay um there's not that many people I don't vibe with though so I get that um I have one friend who we Snapchat, you know, at least on a weekly basis, but we talk once a year, maybe twice a year, you know, like she'll come home for summer break and I get to catch up with Mm -hmm. her for coffee probably once over Christmas break. I got to get lunch with her literally once and like we had exactly two hours for this to work out just right from like me driving home to getting home right Mm -hmm. as she was like done packing. We went out for two hours took her back home and she left like that's exactly like how it worked out and sometimes that's just the way that it goes you know we lived in two different states for so long moved back to the same Mm -hmm. state and I moved like we were in the same state for approximately a week Mm -hmm. yeah and like but that's the thing it's effort it's effort you have to actually take the time and put in the effort to make those plans and do those things and like reach out you never know you never know like make be the person to make the plans be the person to be like hey do you want to go get coffee? And like, if they say no, okay, they say no, no harm. And like, maybe they say yes. And then maybe you get to catch up and then you'll have a really awesome memory. And like, you'll be really glad that you did. Yeah. But like for us, this was sheer luck that it worked out the way that it did. Because like, I just happened to be coming home and I was like, please tell me, Lord, you are like still in town. And she was like, yep, I leave today. And I was like, you want to go get lunch? Like it, it just had to work out just right between us. And that doesn't mean that we're any less of friends. It just means it is hard for us to get our schedules right. And Mina knows this more than anybody right now. I only have a set schedule two days of the week. And you would think that makes me easier to get in touch with. However, it doesn't. I, I, you know, work helping take care of my grandmother. And so I am pretty much like 
just ready to go and do anything at the drop of a hat. So I have no like proper way to communicate. Like, yes, I have between the hours of X and Y free to just talk freely. It's a lot of like, yeah, I'm on the phone for right now, but like five minutes later, I got to go do something. Mm -hmm. Or like I have specific people in my life who I love dearly, but I know I will be on the phone with for three hours accidentally. And so I can't talk to them like on my break between classes. So I don't talk to them on Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah. You know, like I think that's like we work really well because like both of us know how hectic each other's lives are and we're both very like okay with we're on the phone for five minutes and like it's like, oh, Bamal's calling me, I gotta go and like you click over or like that literally happens at least three to four times a day. <laughs> this morning. This morning, Mina and I are on FaceTime. I take her upstairs thinking my grandmother was asleep. My grandmother calls me, so I just set her down like in the kitchen. And then I came back and Mina was not on the phone anymore. And she just understood that it was like, I don't know when she's coming back and I have things to do, so I'm going to hang up. Yeah, I mean, if I don't have anything to do, then I'll stay. Like, I'll hang out and, like, wait around and wait for you to get back and you can tell me kind of your conversation or something. But, like, if I have things to do and, like, I only had, like, five minutes to talk to you, then I'm, I mean, I'm just going to hang up and I sent her a text. I was like, all right, well, um, I got stuff to do, but call me when you're free, I guess. Like, I have to do some stuff real quick and then I'll be done. Yeah. So, you know, and it's not like, like that, a, it's okay. you know, like there are some people who I'm like, I, I wouldn't do that to. I would feel guilty not like having the like full prolonged goodbye or anything like yeah. that. So there are people who I don't talk to on certain days because like I don't have four hours between my classes to like sit and talk. I have like maybe an hour, close to 30 minutes, depending mm. on what I need to do between classes. Yeah. Or I specifically talk to them during those two times because it's designated times where they also have their lunch break so i know we have 45 minutes to talk right like certain ones are scheduled others are trial and error my friend erin i have no idea what her schedule is she has no idea what my schedule is and we've accidentally gotten it worked out in the past like two weeks where we've talked twice both times just pure luck that was like i'm gonna give a call if she answers she answers if she doesn't she doesn't love that, that and that's that the beauty of friendship i did that today with one of my friends i called him i was like hey bud how you doing and he was like hey i'm kind of busy right now but i promise i'll call you tomorrow i was like all right cool like you know sometimes you just gotta do that and so what maybe okay so they decline your call uh, they're busy that's fine i mean they'll probably text you and then or call you back eventually and then you get to talk you know you never know but yeah. like point is take the chance you know do mm-hmm. the thing because just because the friendship fell off doesn't mean that it can't be rekindled and just because i mean unless there's like a re- like okay i've definitely been in situations where like i would not even if given the opportunity rekindled what was a really 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 close friendship because of some really deep betrayal or you know issue lying whatever it is like there's definitely friends that i am very sad that i had to lose in such a harsh way but have lost in such a harsh way and I mean I would never be mean to them I will always be civil but I would never it would never be the same you know it's kind of like in a relationship when when they break your trust there's no going back from that you know like you can't wipe the slate clean that's always going to be something there you know like no matter how many times I tried to move past everything that my ex had done to betray my trust it was just not working, like, it was just not going away, and it was always just something in the back of my mind, and there was always just some pretty severe trust issues there that that was just not gonna be 
and that's something that's going to carry into other relationships, which is, like, so annoying, but especially with that person, there's no way in hell that that ever would have been, like, a we can start fresh kind of situation, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even think years from now that that could be a we can start fresh situation as much as I wish that it could be, because that's the other thing. Sometimes, like, you can't be friends with the people that you want to be friends with, you know? Like, there are people who it's, like, God, I would give anything to be able to have that person in my life, and, like, I miss every single day, and I see the Snapchat memories, and I'm, like, man, like, I really miss them, you know, and it kind of puts me in, like, a little bit of a funk for a minute, because I'm, like, "Mm," you know, but at some point, you have to get used to, like, you have to be able to tell yourself, well, you know what, I miss them for a reason, there's a reason that they're not in my life anymore, and you have to hold on to that, because I know it can be a really hard thing, because I know it's a hard thing for me, I definitely struggle with that, like, a lot, especially recently, I've just been very, like, in my head, and very, like, not quick to remind myself of the fact that this person is an ex-friend or an ex-boyfriend for a reason and so a lot of that has been like I basically have sticky notes posted above my desk like there's a reason period you know um like your ex is your ex for a reason whether it's a best friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever like they are an ex for a reason period um and that's not to say that you can't rekindle those things if that's something you're into, you know, like, if if you want to, if you feel like that the missing them is really just outweighing how much the trust issues have have caused you or how much the the pain of the situation that caused them to be an ex, um, if if the missing them outweighs that, then that's okay, you know, because sometimes, like, we don't realize what we have until it's gone, and if that's what you have to do, then that's what you have to do, and don't let anyone make you feel bad for making that decision because you know what's best for you um one thing I will say though if you go back to someone that is like physically abusing you then that is wrong that is one thing that I feel like that is a blanket statement wrong period there is yeah period no I don't care how deep the relationship is or what it is if they're physically abusing you friendship or relationship you need to leave that situation period stay gone yeah, stay gone, stay gone, like, get a restraining order, (laughs) like, stay gone, um, yeah, but on that note, and to kind of conclude the end of Indie Blue's blog to kind of come full circle is I really like the statement she made, um, it says, I believe we came on the earth for the opportunity to grow, for our souls to grow, evolve, and expand, I also believe that before we came on earth, we are in control or at least in the know of some of the events that will facilitate that soul or that soul growth over the course of our lives. I completely agree with that. I mean, maybe that's controversial. I don't know. I agree with that. Um, she said, I like to think of it as a big meeting before we're born with God, with our angels, our spirit guides, all of our people together. We talk about all the specific ways that we want to grow on earth. And from there, our spiritual support system will round up a crew of people who are equally interested in growing their soul. And those quote actors are essentially all the people who make up the cast of your life, your mom, your dad, your seventh grade English teacher, your first kiss, and yep, even the friends that break your heart. I really do believe that we choose each other and I like okay when she said that I got goosebumps because I believe that wholeheartedly and like that's 
been the principle that like what I've been raised on you know like that concept of spirituality which we will also get into on another episode we've been talking about that a lot and I think that's a very interesting thing that yeah stay tuned for that coming soon um anyway she continues the people in our lives uh or yeah the people in our lives I have come to learn have very specific predetermined roles to play they're not all going to become my nursing home bingo buddy and that's not why we're here you know these people are placed carefully into our, our timelines with the intention of helping us become our highest selves Each person is supposed to bring us a different lesson. So when I started seeing the situations through those eyes, I couldn't be mad anymore. I no longer looked at the person that hurt me as someone who hurt me. I looked at that person as one of my teachers. I literally just said that like 10 minutes ago because I seriously, I genuinely believe this. Um, She said, I felt humbled by the realization for lack of better words. Like, oh yeah, I thought I asked for this. From then on, instead of dwelling on our falling out and asking myself where I went wrong, I started asking myself, what is she trying to teach me? And um, what's amazing is that it's this. It's everything I just wrote. I just gave you the lesson that she gave me. This shift in mindset, all of these beautiful understandings is a result of our friendship ending. I would have never come to those conclusions or dug deep within myself if it wasn't for that incident. That incident that at one point seemed like the end of the world. And she taught me all of this. She taught me that the people in our lives are our teachers, each with a unique and specific purpose and lesson. She taught me that these teachers aren't always supposed to stay forever. She taught me that God will keep showing you the same lesson through different teachers until you're finally ready to learn. Let me say that again. She taught me that God will keep showing you the same lesson through different teachers until you're finally ready to learn. She taught me how to set boundaries. She taught me how to self-love because with her gone, I had no one to comfort um, or no one's comfort to run to by my own, but my own. Um, These lessons have seriously changed my life. They've expanded my soul, and I genuinely, from the purest part of my heart, feel gratitude towards this person. I no longer feel hurt or resentment. I feel secure in myself and in my everyone or in, in, in my every one of my, in every one of my friendships. Sorry, I'm like trying to read and talk and ugh. I'm dyslexic, guys, like, really, really dyslexic, and I don't know if you've noticed that by now, but I'm, like, yeah, it's not even a joke, like, I'm (laughs) actually dyslexic. Thank you. Uh, Anyways, and in every one of my friendships for the first time in years, another lesson that she taught me is the pain she caused me. It wasn't her. It was never her. She didn't have the power to, quote, cause me pain, and it, I was, er, And I wasn't to blame for hers either, but because of her, I was finally able to get to the root of my anxious attachment issues and do the work to heal them. For that, I am so thankful because sometimes we won't know the lesson until years later. We don't have a proper perspective yet, but I also believe that there is a divine sequence of events that need to unfold over the course of our lives and maybe just that brutal answer to why the people we love can't stay in our lives forever. 
one of my best friends I've ever had was a roommate in LA and she um, and we never had a single argument and I cherish every memory I have with her last minute she decided to not extend our lease and I was crushed I felt so rejected and I felt I flew home um, to be with my other friends and guess what happened on that trip um uh seven happened <laughs> okay seven is her son she was like if she had um if she had and I had never had or if she and I had never had that fight I never I wouldn't be a mother right now seriously months later we talked and we're finally fine and still think of her um and I still think of her every time I listen to Nikes by Frank Ocean my point is this best friend breakup I went through that year or this year sucked and sometimes I wish it never happened sometimes I wish I wouldn't have brought up anything in the first place but part of me also knows that deep down there's a reason for it maybe it's just me maybe it's um for her but there has to be a divine sequence of events being set up for both of us that require us to spend time apart and I do still hope that life brings us back together someday like it did for me and my old roommate but even if it doesn't it's kind of nice to remember that I'm one of her teachers too. I love this blog so much. It just has a very special place in my heart because like, seriously, like, like she explained, you know, like if her and her roommate hadn't gotten in that fight about the roommate not signing the lease and everything, she wouldn't be a mom. And being a mom is one of the most important things in her life. It's the biggest thing for her, you know, and like, you never know what that sequence of events is going to cause, you know, like, my ex was also one of my best friends so it was like breaking up with my boyfriend and my best friend at the same time and that was really 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 hard for me and it's still really really hard for me every single day it is something that I struggle with and I think about and genuinely if that breakup hadn't happened I would not be who I am today and I said this in the last episode and I will continue to remind you guys of this because that is I had that is one of the biggest things that has helped me continue to be strong and move on in such a healthy way because or like do be able to do the work to be moving on in a healthy direction because that positive change in mindset is it's kind of like the I have to versus I get to you know I wouldn't I'm so grateful for everything that I have today and I very often have just checkpoint moments where I just sit and think, wow, I really am happy right now. And I don't think I would have had the revelations that I have now or the gratitude that I have now or the things that I am grateful for now if he hadn't broken my heart, if he hadn't absolutely crushed my soul like if all those things had not happened and I did not hit rock bottom the way that I did at the time that I did I would not be me so to him I say thank you I say thank you for breaking my heart because not to give you credit or anything but that heartbreak healed me Every single heartbreak I've gone through, whether it be with my family or with a significant other or with a best friend or, you know, in any situation, every single heartbreak that I have gone through has healed me in some way because it has brought up and brought attention to situations and flaws and things 
in me and the way that I communicate and reason and, and relationships and so on that have allowed me to do the work to heal those things, like things that I didn't even know were a problem before and then were brought up because of, you know, something that happened in a breakup, whether it would be with friendship, relationship, whatever, was brought up in a breakup and then because that problem was brought to my attention, I was able to do the healing to then solve that problem. Um, so you never know. Like like Indy says, there there is a very strategic series of events that are happening and you aren't going to really understand it. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? And one of my favorite, I think I quoted this in the last one too, one of my favorite um, sayings is, you vivre vera, which is a French proverb that means those who live will stop. Those who live shall see. So, mm-hmm. I think that's just uh, like a prettier way of saying hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's accurate. You know, we think everything sounds prettier in French. Uh, the Facts. final thing that I want to see circles back to um, what Indy was saying about how like all these people are our teachers. Nobody else can know that these people are our teachers. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times the people around us either see, oh, they hurt you, so you should want nothing to do with them. Or right. they don't see that that person hurt you, and they don't understand why they're not a part of your life. I know right. I had a friendship that my family thought was an amazing relationship, but the way they treated me, the way they talked to me, did mm-hmm. not make me feel good about myself, was not productive. And, yeah. you know, I I let that friendship dissipate you know we had a very similar group of friends who we still caught up with but she was just not a person that I was reaching out to and I was putting effort into anymore and a lot of people experience that like in friendships and in relationships you know where it's like your friends and your family think that the relationship is so much better than it actually is and it's like we talked about this on the last one where somebody had posted that video of you and your ex dancing and was like oh goals and I was like <laughs> is it though? Exactly. But the thing I want to hound on is to this day, nobody knows other than Mina, who was the one who called out some of the behavior in the first place. Um, but nobody knows that our friendship was like that. I strictly told everybody, I was like, no, we just, we grew apart. You know, it wasn't a relationship that I felt. Yeah. Because it's not, like, important information to share, you know? You don't need to gossip about it. Exactly. There was no reason to Mm -hmm. drag that person's name through the mud. It was not a big enough betrayal or issue that I felt it needed to be addressed. You know, I never even addressed it with her. It's something that I just let that friendship dissipate the way it naturally did after I graduated. And... That's that's the way that the cookie crumbled, if you will. And I I never felt the need to, like, you know, I'd never wanted to drag her name through the mud. And my mom was still very good friends with her mom. And there was no reason to put any strain on their friendship. So it's always just been one of those people who I haven't spoken to them since graduation. And that has been as much information as needs to be given. Yeah, it's like, oh, do you know so-and-so? I used to. Exactly. <laughs> And it's okay for you to set that boundary within yourself to go, nah, I don't need to give anybody else information. This person was a teacher to me, but I'm not going to give them their red apple. Like, there are people in my life who I will gladly tell you, yes, this person was a lesson. Here is their red apple. There's their teacher bulletin board. This is a silent teacher, in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. you are going to have those people in your life, and that's okay. You don't have to prove why you're not friends with somebody to anyone. Exactly. 
big facts. You don't have to prove why you broke up with someone, regardless of the kind of breakup that it was. You don't have, like, nobody, you don't owe that to anyone. You know what I mean? Like, I had a big family breakup, and I don't owe anyone an explanation for why. Can't tell you how many people have reached out asking, and I know my reasons, and I know that they're valid, and the people who I want to know, know, and the people I don't, don't. And that's okay. You don't owe that explanation to anyone. Honestly, the people who the people who you don't feel like you owe an explanation to are the people who know what exactly. they Exactly. Exactly. They know what they did and they I don't need to explain it to them and you know what? They probably listen into this and that's okay, you know? I mean Hey friend. <laughs> Literally. Enjoy. Like it's <laughs> I don't know. I, exactly. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to explain your feelings if you don't want to. Um, but, I mean, there are situations where you should probably communicate your feelings. And there are some situations where you just don't need to. And that's definitely, like, a judgment call kind of thing. It it varies based on the situation. So, you know, just be mindful of that, I guess. Absolutely. Um, to, to close us off, Mina, what was your happy thing of the day or the week? Whichever one. Oh, my goodness. Um... I don't know. There's so many. I've just been like having a really good week, I guess. Um, I had like a really good long conversation with my roommates today. And that was just, I don't know. I just love, we just all kind of find a spot and sit on the floor because we're all just getting to a conversation right then and there and don't want to take it to the couch or whatever. And so I love that we just kind of sit on the floor and have deep talks. And yeah, that was my happy thing today. Good. Uh, mine was I found this song that has beautifully encompassed Amazing a lot song. of my emotions. It's been stuck emotions. in my head for the last hour. Good. I made Mina listen to it before we started the episode because it mattered to me that much. But I, I have not been having a good mental health week. Um, and I found this song today. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I found that song today and have been listening to it consistently because it fills me with the utmost serotonin that's possible it's crazy how the and universe I, just sends you the things you need at the right time exactly i was driving back from target and i just said screw it rolled my windows down blasted this song tried to send me a snapchat um i do mental health check-ins with her that i save for myself but feel weird just recording myself so i send them to mina um <laughs> and i cried the first time i got one. Oh. Oh, I cried after Mina cried. responded to it. My mother cried. My grandmother cried. It, yeah, literally. She sent it to me, and I started crying, and I sent her a picture of me crying because she was being so nice to herself, and then everyone in her family was crying because she was crying. <laughs> about Mina crying about me being nice to myself. It was a very insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so that was mine, and I started doing the 100 Happy Days again. Yay! Um, obviously, you I missed it I yesterday. Love- <laughs> You all know I love me some 100 happy days. Yes. 10 so, out of um, 10 recommend. Oh, so I'll have to post that on my uh, on my Snapchat or on my story. But the one from the day before was I was sitting in my reading chair that I've claimed at my grandmother's house. And I love the sunset from mm-hmm. that chair because you can see all of the city lights over the city. Oh, that's amazing. It's Please beautiful. send me a picture of that. I will. It, it's absolutely gorgeous view. So I believe that wraps us up for this week. I hope you guys are having happy days too. And um, I will post um, a response 
story on our Instagram today. So let us know what is your happy thing today or this week. What it was one thing that you were happy about. It could be a small thing. It could be a big thing. Um, and I highly encourage you to look up the 100 Happy Days TED Talk by the founder of 100 Happy Days so that you can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. But just let, it know, let us know one thing. It could be the clouds. It could be you found a song on TikTok you really liked. It could be a good business meeting. Literally anything. So yeah, look for that and let us know. Just to let you know how small it could be, one time part of my 100 happy days was my dog had not pooped for three days and he finally pooped. And I was like, this is it. This is my happy thing. Yes, it was the fact that there is poop on my floor, but my dog finally pooped. So like, happy days. That right there, that right there is the definition of being grateful. <laughs> like choosing gratitude over, over being upset. Yep. Choosing gratitude over anything else. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, it wasn't fun, but I was so grateful. That's so funny. I love that. Yeah. I mean, you guys know, when I was, like, in my big mental, you know, wall last year, like, clouds were a really big thing for me. And it became such a thing that now people who I don't even really talk to will send me pictures of clouds because they know that I love clouds so much because clouds, for some reason, just became this big symbol of hope and life and beauty in in the world for me i don't know something soft but yeah so it's been real and i hope that you guys had as much fun listening to this episode as we had recording this episode and i hope you felt like you could relate to at least one of us or felt like you feel some kind of scene or maybe we're inspired to start a happy day challenge or reach out to an old friend or maybe start a healing process and forgive yourself for a friendship falling off um so yeah or maybe we blatantly miss something dm us let us know well we are always happy to correct ourselves and learn yeah. and grow if you feel like there was something we were exactly missing. um let us know and if you have any topic ideas or things that you'd like us to talk about also let us know you know we've got an instagram or you can dm, DM us personally whichever one you prefer but either way we want to hear from you guys we want to know what you want to talk about or what you want our take on so yeah keep an eye out for some polls and some response um things on our stories and participate please because we love hearing from you guys (laughs) all right well until next time i'm ashley and i'm mina and remember to make good choices